to Affirming Truths. I'm your friend and host, Carla Arges. This show is a safe place to share our struggles, grow in faith, and root our identity in Christ. My hope is that you will leave each episode feeling encouraged in your journey. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review. I am so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey friends, welcome to this bonus episode. I have my new friend with me here, Gabe Cox from the Goal Driven Moms podcast. And I'm so excited to hear her story today because we're going to talk about something that I know a lot of us have experienced some of us better than others. When God calls us to do something that just doesn't seem to make sense by conventional wisdom or by the world standards, and yet we need to stand in faith and obedience, and it can be so hard. Welcome, Gabe, to the show. Hi, Carla. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to hang out and chat. Before we dive into it, why don't you just give us, you know, the Cole's notes of Gabe? Sure. So I am an author, podcaster, and coach. I have been married for 17 years to my best friend, and we have three boys, ages 14, 12, and eight. So I'm in all the stages, and it's always fun and wild in our house and crazy because we're learning how to parent all the different stages. Um, I also homeschool two of my three kids. And so lots of different experiences there, but one of my main missions is to help women, uh, turn their passions into purpose by pursuing goals. God's way. I love that. I love that. And I can't, I have one son who's 14. I can't imagine having a house full of boys, mama, you have been anointed and gifted uniquely for that. Uh, Now. Becoming a mom kind of fits into your story here. So God called you to do something while he knew what was going to happen. And it just didn't make sense. Why don't you take us through what that story is and how you remained faithful in it? Because that's the struggle, right? Mm, Yes. The waiting on God, the remaining faithful and what does not make sense. Um, all the things. And many times I question and I'm like, why are you going, why am I going through this? Why am I going through these stages or what? I don't understand what the ending is. And that's the problem. We don't really see the whole piece of the puzzle. It's like, God wants to create these cool, pretty beautiful tapestries, but it just doesn't make sense until it's all pieced together. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I actually, have been a working mom. I still am a working mom. I just work from home in a different capacity than I was. But at at the time I had two boys and I was working full-time restaurant management, which was 60 plus hours, crazy hours, weekends, holidays, all of the things along with homeschooling and other ventures. Life and life. life. Exactly. Oh my goodness. Um, So I've always known busy, if you want to call it that, I just call it full and productive, but I've always known seasons like that, but I was at a women's retreat, um, one summer and God distinctly spoke to me and said, I want you to come home. And 
I thought that meant like be a stay at home mom, like not work at all. Not that's not what exactly it meant, but he wanted me to step out in faith and let go of this job. Because one of the things that I do is I like to take control of things. Mm. And so my husband has lost his job multiples of times throughout our marriage. And it's never been because of him. He's never lost it because he's been fired for something crazy. It's been because they've re, um, just gone a different direction or regrouped things or whatever it was. And in those times, I always picked up another job and another one, but I never let go of anything. So I just kept myself super busy. And, um, but I was like, I need to control it. We need to make more money. So I'm just going to do it. And God really put me on this path that said, you like to take control of everything. And I want you to let me control things. Um, because I, my ways are better than your ways. My mm-hmm. thoughts are better than your thoughts. So you need to understand how to step into faith and actually sit there a while. And so he had called me to letting go of my job. And he pretty much had said in the spring, I want you to be done. And I was like, okay, well, that was, you know, June or July. So probably nine months away. And I'm going, this sounds a little crazy. So then about a month later, I found out I'm pregnant with our third kid. And I did not mm-hmm. know I was pregnant when he was calling me to step away. I was wow. like, whoa, that's so cool. Okay. Well, okay. I guess a third kid adds a lot. I mean, it's a, we're in a busy schedule of uh, the other ones are in activities. They're now in school stuff. I'm homeschooling. Maybe this is a good time for me to step away. So I'm thinking this is great. You know, I finally get to have this dream of being a stay at home mom and, and just, you know, raising my kids as my first ministry and all the things. So come at the time for that maternity leave. And I, I went on maternity leave. I didn't quit my job because I had some good maternity leave. So I'm not going to give that up. Mm-hmm. So I step away the beginning of March about a week. I, I believe it really was about a week, maybe two weeks before I had him. But my intention was to hopefully have a week off before he came and he was a week early. But the day I come home, the day is the day my husband came home too. And he was let go from his job. And I was like, what? <laughs> seriously? And I'm going, I'm just questioning everything. Cause I'm going, God, you told me to do this. Like you told me to step out of my, the, my job. You told me to have this faith. And now my husband lost his job. What are we going to do? How are we going to make it? How am I going to be able to, prov- how are we going to be able to provide for our kids? How are we going to be able to have this? Now we lost our insurance. We lost everything. I mean, all these things that are happening all at once. And I kept hearing him say, I told you to do this and I still want you to walk it out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but in the back of my mind, I'm going, I have my maternity leave. I have, I think it was eight weeks I had saved up. So I could go back in two months if I needed to. So that control was kind of there. And nearing the end of it, I said, nope, God has told me. And I actually remember sitting down with my uh, general manager at the time. We had coffee. I gave him my notice and said, God told me I needed to do this. I'm stepping out in faith. I have no idea where we're going. I don't know where, I don't know what's going on. I don't know how we're going to be provided for, but I know I need to do this. And I walked away from the job and I had peace about it, even though it was really stressful. And, and isn't what- that amazing how God works too, that when we are operating in obedience, he brings us peace. It kind of reminds me of when God called Abraham to sacrifice Isaac. 
That didn't make sense on paper. He was promised generations and generations and generations. There was this covenant made with the descendants of Abraham. And yet God was calling him to sacrifice him. Yet Abraham in obedience went, but fully expected the ram to be provided. He's like, I'm going to be obedient, but I trust God to provide the ram. I trust God. Even if I slay Isaac, he could raise him again. I trust God. And what resilient faith to face something and still keep moving. How did you, you must have had moments of doubt. You must have had, right? We're human. The doubt wants to creep in. How did you put doubt in its place when it crept in? Yeah, that's such a good question. And I love that you bring Abraham into it because I love when you read the story, he doesn't ever go. Um, if I have to sacrifice or when he just says the sacrifice is provided for the lamb is provided for. And he knew that, um, God has that his descendants were going to be multiple hundreds and thousands and millions, you know? And so he knew that promise and he just stuck with it and knew God's going to provide in some way. I'm not sure how, and that's kind of one of the things I stood on was Proverbs or not Proverbs, Psalm 31, 14 through 15. And it says, but I trust in you, Lord. I say, you are my God. My times are in your hands. And that when I found that verse, I was just like clung to it because I'm going, oh my goodness, this is where I'm at. I'm in this longing of this need. I don't know how things are going to happen. And I, I do feel like even though I had peace and I would say I had peace throughout the, the full time of neither of us having work, but I had my doubts. Like, how mm-hmm. is this going to come together? I just don't understand. Cause we just mm-hmm. don't, we don't understand the big picture. No, so- we want to see the full staircase and God just takes us one step at a time. Yes. And I think that was one of the things was he called me into a deeper relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And, um, when my youngest was born, he would got up really early in the morning for his first feeding. And so I started reading the Bible and I actually read through it in six months. Um, and I had never read through it before in I've read pieces, right. But I've never mm-hmm. gone straight from Genesis to revelations. And it was a special time. Cause I just held him and fed him and read at the same time. And I felt like God said, this is what you need to do. You need to come into a deeper relationship with me. That's mm-hmm. how I'm going to help you with those doubts. It's okay to have those doubts but I want you to bring them to me so I can do something about them. No one else is going to be able to do something about them. Mm-hmm. Um, you can complain all you want, but unless you bring it to me, I can't do anything about it. It's almost like, I felt like I was in a desert place in that mm-hmm. season. So it's almost like the Israelites, like they went around in circles for 40 years, um, but they didn't have to. But the reason they did is because they were um, stuck in the past and they were stuck in um, this longing for something different or what they thought freedom would be. And they forgot to trust God and to trust his plan. And so um, one of the main reason ways was drawing myself into that deeper relationship rather than wanting, sometimes we want to just be far away from God when we are having problems. But I feel like when we go into that deeper relationship, it really helps us out with those doubts. And you were so busy, 60 plus hours. Where was there space to do that deeper relationship? Like whenever God calls us to trust him, it's always for our good, right? Mm-hmm. God wants time with us. God wants our hearts. 
And there's nothing wrong with having full days and being productive. But sometimes we wear that as a badge of honor and we forget to rest and God calls us to rest and God calls us to be still and God calls us to lean on him, not on our own understanding. And he really took you through that new baby, two parents at home now without jobs. That is high stress. That's high stress. Mm, It was, it was because we are kind of thinking, okay, how are we going to pay for our mortgage? How are we going to pay for the food on the table? Um, are you, and you know, I'm kind of one, I like to take control. So I'm nagging my husband, like, did you apply for all these jobs? And did you do this? And did you do that? And, and trying to take that control and going from working 60 plus hours a week to now I feel like I was working a lot still. Cause I had a newborn and two kids yes. home. Right. But it's different. And I almost was felt like I was called to stop and, I, like you said, we wear busy as a badge of honor. And I will tell you, I've talked about that multiple times. I wore busy as a badge of honor. Mm -hmm. Granted, I still have a full life. I still have a lot that I do now, but I have learned that actually busy can be a distraction. Busy can be an idol. And that has called me in multiple times in my life. That was one of them to let go of that idol. Mm-hmm. to say, you are thinking too much about that and about what the world thinks of you. Because I mean, people did always, you know, I can't believe you're like wonder woman. I don't know how you get it all done. And, you know, and I would I kind of it boost up a little bit like, Oh, yeah. people think like this is a good thing. So I'm going to keep doing it. Well, it doesn't matter what other people think. <laughs> yeah. Um, my family is more important and what God thinks is more important, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, it's, I think sometimes he just calls us to stop. And he did that with me. Uh, just a few years back, I started getting busy again and taking control and doing all the things. And I broke my ankle and I had to stop everything I was doing. Cause I was a fitness instructor and a coach and, and lots of things. So I couldn't do things that I was doing before. And he's like, well, if you're not going to stop, I'm going to stop you. Mm-hmm. And he's going to sometimes call us to that rest without us. If we aren't willing to take that rest, he's going to, he's going to force it mm-hmm. <laughs> because he's going to call. I feel like he was calling out to me, like I'm right here, but you need to, you need to listen and you need to sit you need to sit in silence. You need to sit in that white space and you need to really reflect on where I'm calling you because busy can be a distraction to our main calling that he has for us. Yes. So what would you say to the woman who is being called out to the unknown, being called out to something that the world wouldn't understand that doesn't make sense on paper, right? The T's don't look crossed, the I's don't look dotted, but God's calling her to that. And she is struggling in faith and, and doubting. What, what steps did you take? What type of encouragement could you share with her today? Mm. One thing I can share right off the bat is nothing like nothing meaningful happens in our comfort zone. So if we're feeling good and comfortable and God's calling us or he's nudging us, it's almost like I'm comfortable. I don't want to, I don't want to do anything different. I don't want to step out because I'm afraid because there is the fear of the fear of others. What are they just going to think? The fear of the unknown. I've never done this before. I think the unknown is a scary place because anything can happen, right? You have no idea what's going to happen next. And um, also the fear of failure. A lot of people don't want to start because they're like, well, what if I fail? Mm-hmm. Well, can I, one of my encouragements for women listening today is that you are not enough. And, um, Ali Beth Stuckey, she's one of my favorite, um, theological and political 
uh, podcasters, but she has a book called you are not enough and that's okay. And it's true because the world will tell us we're enough. We're worthy. We're all these things, but we're not. Mm-mm. Christ has made us enough. And so, um, I think sometimes when I'm called to step out on in something scary that I'm like, I don't feel equipped. I don't feel ready. I don't feel because we don't feel these things. Right. Well, it doesn't mean that we aren't supposed to do them because our feelings are going to change every second. I mean, let's think about this. So I don't know if anyone else is out there like me, but when you're kind of like in a frustrated stage and you're yelling at your kids or, you know, things are not going right. And then the phone rings and you're like, your phone, you can change your feelings at any moment. Right. And then, or, you know, I get really bad road rage. So I will all of a sudden be like, you know, in in the car or something. I'm like, Oh, I got to compose myself. Right. But so one thing I would say is don't trust your feelings. Mm -hmm. They are there for a reason. And, um, it's okay to have feelings, but don't always trust them. Take those feelings and either journal them or go to God with them. And one thing that I also love is that God wants us to be raw with him. Like he wants us to talk to him about those feelings. He wants us to tell him when he's frustrated. And, um, another speaker, Christy Wright says, you don't have to guard your heart with God. And I love that because I feel like we're guarded in so many places, especially as moms, because we don't ever want to look like the not enough mom and not, you know, like that we're not doing things right. Cause um, I'm going to tell you, I don't do things right pretty much every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I always tell my 14 year old that too. I'm like, you're my Guinea pig. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You're the <laughs> oldest, you know? Um, but that's just what it is. I'm going to do things wrong. You're going to do things wrong. That's life, right? We're all human. And I love how you said that, you know, God will call us where we're uncomfortable. And I think the, the beauty of where God calls us is because he wants to show up with us. He's not going to call us to something that we don't need him because ultimately he wants our lives to point to him and to radiate his glory. And he uses the weak to showcase his strong. He uses the limited to show how he's limitless. So if God is calling you to something that doesn't make sense to you, get excited. God's going to show up in that. So ultimately, how did God write that story? How did he show up in your story? Mm, I love that. And it's so cool because I agree. I think the reason that we're called to bigger things that we don't feel capable of is so that we don't get to take the credit once we've gotten that win, right? Mm-hmm. God has the credit now. Yeah. Us. And through that whole season, I'm telling you, it was almost nine months before my husband found a job. Granted, he found a job that was better than his last, which is great. But in that season, we never stopped tithing. We never stopped giving and we never fell behind. I mean, I don't even know how that can happen because in the beginning, nobody even knew that neither of us were working. We were, we almost had, it was almost this ego. Like we're not letting people in. We're not going to tell them because one, we didn't want negative coming in. We wanted to keep things positive and think, you know, we wanted to trust God. We didn't want to lose that trust, but it was almost like, whatever. So we didn't, we didn't let anyone in to let them know until they figured it out. But how do you go 
And, and granted, I did have the maternity leave and we had saved up some money, you know, because we were trying to work off of one income while I was finishing my work. So thankfully we were wise with our money beforehand, but how do you go with yeah. from God's, two jobs? God's to multiplication, God multiplies, God stretches. It's like the oil in the vessels and it keeps pouring as you keep tithing and keep taking the faith steps and not holding back from God. He Mm -hmm. doesn't hold back from you. Yeah, exactly. And really through that, I mean, I'm still, I always, I think I'm always learning the trust thing and the control thing, but I've learned. Yeah. I look back and go, if I, when I'm struggling now, I look back and go, remember that time, Mm -hmm. you know, remember what happened in that wilderness season and where God showed up, Mm -hmm. he showed up in everything. And a lot of that came with the the finding and making mean everything meet, like, you know, never falling behind. Mm-hmm. And that happened again. I'm like, I haven't learned this lesson before. Like, can't I not, can I have a new one, <laughs> you know, please? But, um, but when we moved to Colorado two years ago from Minnesota, my husband lost his job two weeks after we moved. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have one yet um, because I had got given up everything for another reason. And so he went a full year without a job. Um, granted on the side, we were doing some things. He was a video editor on the side and different things, but again, God met us and we did not go behind and so good. in even just providing a place to live. Like mm-hmm. we were living, we had cousins out here that were like, we have this extra townhouse that he used for his business, you know, and he, he was about to retire. He's like, you know, I'm not ready to retire yet, but if you're okay with the office stuff in there, just stay there until you need, until you find your own place. We ended up there for 18 months, free of rent. They didn't even make us pay utilities. We're like, can we pay something? And they're like, no. And I'm mm. like, that is so good. Right. Yeah. And remembering those little things. And I think that's one of the things that's really important in these seasons is to keep a journal, um, of gratitude, like to keep writing down the good that you see, even if yes. it's something tiny, yeah. because then you can look back and go, oh yeah, I remember that God mm. showed up. That's so good. I love that. So where can my friends find you and connect with you more? And I'll put it all in the show notes too, but if there's something where they can find you and hear more from you, where is that? Sure. The easiest place to find me is redhotmindset.com. You can find any social links or any information about me on there. I also host the Goal Driven Moms podcast, so I'd love for you to come hang out with me there. Yes. Thank you so much, Gabe, for coming, for telling your story, for encouraging my audience. Guys, make sure to check out her podcast, leave her a review. Those are so meaningful. And I just want to bless you. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Carla. Hey, friends, before you go, I want you to know about a resource I have for you. If you struggle with replacing lies with truth, if you struggle with a negative mindset and really rooting your identity in Christ, I want you to go check out my Who You Say I Am biblically-based affirmation cards. They're a great way to learn what God has to say about you, to combat lies and replace it with the truth of the word. You can find them at my website or in the link below. Thanks for joining me today. I hope we're already friends on social media, but if we're not, come find me on Instagram at Carla Arges or at Affirming Truth. Can't wait to see you back here next week. Bye, friends.